My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey everyone, we're back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. Today, we have a very, very exciting interview ahead of us with two amazing ladies, sisters, Amy and Nancy Harrington, founded the Passionistas Project out of a deep desire to empower all women around the world. Both co-founders walked away from their high-profile jobs in Hollywood to work together. Amy was the vice president of visual effects and podcast and post-production for all future films at Warner Bros, working on movies like Harry Potter and the original Matrix. Nancy founded her own graphic design company and theater before working at an ad agency where she created Academy Award campaigns for uh, Miramax. Now, now the sisters, Amy and Nancy, shine a light on positive stories of self-identified women and non-binary people through the, their media company. They have conducted more than 60 one-on-one oral histories for the interviews of the Television Academy Foundation at the Emmys and other press events. They've also produced interviews for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including a sit-down with Mick Jagger. They were handpicked by OWN to be a part of VIP Digital Press Corps covering Oprah's life class during Winfrey's tour of in the U.S. and Toronto. Amy and Nancy founded the Passionistas Project in 2018 through their podcast, Subscription Box, and Annual Power of Passionistas Summit. They strive to inspire women to follow their passions and join forces in the fight for equality for all people. Ladies, Nancy, Amy, so amazing to have you on today. I've been looking forward to this interview for some time, and I can't wait to jump in. You know, it's so good to have you. It's an absolute pleasure. But before we jump in any further into questions and stuff regarding the podcast and the business, can you go ahead and, you know, dive a little deeper into your stories? Like you've, you've gone from Hollywood to, you know, working together. And it's just such a powerful story that you two as sisters share. I would love to just, you know, tell talk a little more about that with the people listening today so they can really get to know you and all the amazing things that you've done. And still are sure. doing. <laughs> sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having us today. We're really thrilled to be here. It's always really exciting to be able to share our story. Um, Absolutely. So Amy, Amy and I, as you say, are sisters. We grew up in a small town south of Boston. Um, and Amy moved out to Hollywood to pursue a career in TV and film. And she became the vice president of post-production and visual effects after working very hard in the industry. Um, and so she oversaw post-production visual effects on over 250s at 250 movies at Warner Brothers, including Harry Potter and The Matrix, Perfect Storm, You Got Mail, bunch of bunch of classic movies that we all know and love. Um, I in the Absolutely. meantime was yeah, I in the meantime was running my own graphic design business and a theater in Boston. And um, and then 10 years after Amy came out to LA, I followed her because we just couldn't stand to be apart any longer. So, um, and I got a job working 
uh, with an ad agency that does the Academy Award campaigns for Miramax. So we both were in very high stress, <laughs> um, crazy jobs, and we loved what we were doing, but we were ready for something new and we wanted to set off on that adventure together. So we did. And, um, you know, we, we uh, didn't know exactly what we were going to do when we left. So we tried all sorts of different things and we fell into the world of celebrity interviewing. And, um, you know, we're two very shy, introverted girls from a small town. Right. And, you know, for us to be turn, turn our life into a place where we're interviewing celebrities and talking to people for a living was not something either one of us ever imagined we would be doing. But here we were talking to, you know, Cindy Williams and Penny Marshall, two of our childhood heroes, or, right. you know, as, as you said, we produced an interview with Mick Jagger for the, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just being it. in a room, just being in a room with him was extraordinary, you know, so um, we've talked to, you know, so many people, majority of them are um, television people because one of our clients was the Television Academy and those are the people that do the Emmys. So we've done 10 Emmy red carpets. We haven't been back for a few years because of COVID, but we're hoping to right. resume that again. And so really anyone who's been on TV in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, we've probably spoken to them on the red carpet and it's just been thrilling. And the best part is we get to do it together you know we've been best friends since the day Amy was born and Forever. all of these people we've watched you know together in movies and films for you know tv for all these years together so it's so much fun to see our heroes and people that we love together you know that is absolutely yeah. beautiful Amy go ahead go ahead oh I was just going to say and then once we developed those skills um and the Me Too movement started, we decided that we wanted to use all those skills to really shine a spotlight on women and tell the positive stories of women. So that's when we we launched the Passionistas Project podcast. And it's we still have the pop culture Passionistas, but that's taken us down a completely different path. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, you two are absolutely amazing. You guys are the dream team. And everything you've you've done together and everything you've accomplished, I think is absolutely incredible. So I like, yeah, wow. Just wow. <laughs> so, you know, tell me about exactly where you are today. I know we touched on it, but do you mind telling me exactly what you're doing today? And like I said, we just touched on it a little bit, but do you mind diving in a little bit deeper about where you are today and, and exactly what you're doing? Sure. Sure. So, so like I said, in, in um, 2018, you know, the world was going through a very difficult time. And right. one of the big things that had started was the Me Too and Time's Up movement. And we were hearing, you know, all of these really important, but really sad stories of women who had been abused or assaulted, um, treated badly. And, um, and it was just this onslaught. And we thought there must be something we can do to add to this dialogue, but maybe take it in a slightly different direction. And so we created the Passionistas Project podcast to, um, sh to share the stories of women who are following their passions, who are stepping into their own power, and, um, and the, with, in the hopes of inspiring other women to do the same. 
And so um, we launched the podcast. And in while we were working on the podcast, we started to meet all these amazing women who had products um, and really started to open our eyes to the fact that women still only get like 2% of the venture capital funding in, in the world. Um, so women are, are starting business at a phenomenal rate, but they're still not getting the financial support they need. They're not getting the publicity and promotion they need uh, to have sustainable businesses. So that's when we launched the Passionistas Project Pack, which is our quarterly subscription box. And it's filled with products exclusively from women-owned businesses and female artisans. Um, we include inter written interviews with everybody, every woman that um, provides a product. So you're meeting the woman behind the product. You're getting to okay. know her story and connecting with her on more of an emotional level than just like, oh, what a pretty candle or that's right, such right, a nice right. you know, product. Um, and so we, you know, we, we send that out quarterly and that's really great. And then three years ago, it was the hundredth anniversary of women in the US getting the right to vote, but it was the hundredth anniversary of some women getting the right to vote. Um, obviously black women didn't get the, the vote until later. And right. there's obviously still an enormous amount of inequality uh, in the world. And so we use that as a springboard to launch what's now called the Power of Passionistas Summit. And it's a three day annual Women's Equality Summit, where we give our stage to women, mostly from marginalized communities. Um, so we do storyteller events and roundtable events so that they can, they can educate us and entertain us um, about the issues that are important to them. And we can then work together as a community of passionistas to help level the playing field and make the more, world a more equitable place for everybody. I love it. Very compelling. I, I just love the what you guys have created together. You know, what are some of the biggest challenges when, you know, really ch leaving those high profile jobs and, and going into this new, a whole new, like, journey, you know, starting, starting this business and, and everything like that? How, what are the biggest challenges? What, what, what was the hardest thing that you think you faced during that time? You know, it, it was it was a different journey for both of us because I um, I have always been an entrepreneur and a freelance solo right. um, businesswoman. Um, so for me, it was a little less daunting. Amy Amy went a more traditional route and had a nine to five or nine to <laughs> three in the morning or whatever her hours were um, Got know, it. Uh, um, a job. So it was a little more challenging for her to take that first leap of where's the next paycheck going to come from. You right. Know? Right. Um, so it was great that we had each other because, you know, we sort of, we, we always sort of seem to fill in the gaps of, you know, this makes me nervous. Amy, Amy's strong as steel on that one and, and vice versa, you know? So I think that, um, but I don't know, the biggest challenge has probably really been getting our names out there, you know, and marketing yourself. It's hard to make a noise today, you know, and and so we do everything we can to, to make that splash, but it, it is difficult. And I think that's a big challenge that most business, women, business people in general face when they're starting out. It absolutely is, yeah. 
definitely can feel that, um, you know, and the listeners will be able to relate to that for sure. Like, you know, first of all, taking that leap of faith to get started, but like then going about getting noticed, um, you know, getting your, getting recognized and stuff like that um, as well. That's, that's a, definitely a challenge. I think a lot of, if not all entrepreneurs, you know, go through. So definitely relatable. Yeah. Now, when you start from say, like, you know, six, if you're six figures or multiple six figures or higher, you know, every level has comes with different challenges. Now, um, I guess what would be, tell me today, what are some challenges today that you're still facing? Um, because I know people listening are, are definitely going to be able to connect with it on some level or another. They normally do on every interview. So I just am curious, you know, what are some challenges that you still face today, even though things are going well and stuff like that? You know, there's so many times we we have to make mistakes or make changes and fail forward, um, but continue to grow. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I think one of our challenges is we're still a very small operation. It's the two right. of us. We have a core team of people who are there to support us. We have some interns that we bring in, but we really are doing it ourselves. And I think most people, so many people out there can relate to that. Um, We are really lucky that we have each other and we're, we're so aware of that. And we're so grateful for that every day. We can, we can step back and say, I need today off or you know I don't know how to do this can you figure it out and we know a lot of people are out there really just doing it alone um but I think building to a point where you can start to bring in a team of people um is still a challenge for us and we're we're working toward that every day and and that's partly selfish it's partly because we want the support for ourselves and it's partly because our real mission is to be supportive of women non-binary people and we want to make more money so that we can be hiring them and bringing them in and helping them have a sustainable existence so um you know i think it goes hand in hand with the what nancy was saying earlier about kind of growing the business and getting attention but it's really kind of managing you know and we have we have those three main projects and we have a bunch of other side projects that we have going as well so it's finding the time to keep all the balls in the air and um and move our agenda forward without a huge support staff yeah Yeah, and I think I think one of our other big challenges is sponsorships you know I think um and I, I think a lot of those issues that Amy was just talking about will be resolved when we land that big sponsor we we have a wonderful woman who works with us to help us find sponsorships and we've we've really grown our sponsorship reach this year. Um, and we hope to, we hope to grow that more next year, but that's still a challenge. And I think part of the reason it's a challenge is because we are so focused on marginalized communities and sadly the money's not there to support the marginalized communities. They, you know, people say they want to, but they don't really necessarily put the money where their mouth is so that's been that has been a challenge for us is overcoming that like finding those companies that are really willing to get behind the marginalized communities that we support absolutely yeah and i I definitely feel that for sure it can be difficult absolutely now with the podcast um 
you know, you started, did you start it in 2018? Is that correct? Yes. Beautiful. And, you know, do you, with the people you interview, do you do any solos or just interviews? We, we mostly do interviews. Um, right. We do solo stuff on other on other platforms. We do a lot of Facebook lives and right. we are, are on, a, on a platform called Talk Shop Live, but our podcast is strictly interviews. Right. Perfect. And how do you go about finding the right or the dream guest? Like, how do you go? Is it through referrals? Is it, you know, do you reach out to them? Do you find a guest, be a guest, post on Facebook? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that we do do find a guest, be a guest a lot, okay. um, mo- mostly to get ourselves out there more than we do um, to find guests because we have had kind of the golden idea when we started our podcast and it's not something we created on our own, but I think a lot of people don't think to do it, which is every single person we interview, we ask them to nominate another interviewee. Okay. And so yeah. that way, that way we know... The person that the person we've just talked to, we know is somebody that's really suited for our audience. And if they're recommending someone, then we know they get what the kind of person we're looking for. The criteria um, that you involved with bringing the person in that they should probably meet, right? Yeah. And, and on the flip side, when we approach the person that's been nominated, they're being referred by somebody they know. So we're instantly legitimized because, oh, you're coming from my friend or my coworker, my colleague. Right. And so that you had already we're met. instantly. Yeah. So we're instantly in, in the door. They already want to do it. Um, right. So we actually, we've, we've recorded all of our podcasts through like March of next year already. Um, wow. and, and we can't keep up cause we, we put our podcast out, um, every two weeks, which is another okay. thing we'd like to do more. We want to up that if we could bring in more support. Um, so we record, we put a podcast out every two weeks. So we have this like stockpile of people that we are dying to talk to. Um, but we just haven't had the opportunity. It's like, we know you, you're in the same boat. You get so many people who are interested. How do you keep up with everybody? Um, so it's been great. Yeah. That's been the, that's been the easiest part of this for us is finding amazing women who are doing interesting things who need and want to talk about what they're doing and get noticed. And, and also stuff. the referrals and the, the nominations also take us down this crazy spider web of people that we never would have found on our own. So right. it always, it takes us to these really great areas that we ne- wouldn't necessarily have thought about going. So it's really right. it's yeah. a really fun way to get our, guests. Our favorite story about that is we went to interview, we went to someone's house to interview her and we okay. walked in we, we walked in and we were setting up for our interview with her. And she said, so I know you want me to, to nominate someone. And, um, and we were like, yeah, when we're done, you can tell us who that is. And she said, she points to this woman sitting in the room and she says, this is my friend, Lynn. And you can interview her today when we're done. And we were like, we got to do research. We, and, and she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lynn, you know, and she, and she said, Lynn melts down nuclear weapons and sculpts peace angels. And we were like, okay, Lynn, so as soon as we're done shooting here, we're going to set up and shoot an <laughs> You're interview next, with you. Lynn. <laughs> oh, my God. So we just have met wow. women that we never would have found on our own. And they're all incredible. They're, we have interviewed some of the most fascinating women you'll ever, 
ever get to listen to if you check out our podcast. They're amazing. That is amazing. Now, like, isn't it, in, it's just incredible the people you meet and all the connections you make through podcasts that you never, ever, 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 ever would have heard of or yeah. dreamed of meeting. Yeah. Like, really, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I find the most fascinating about podcasts is these connections that yeah. you make all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We, we never in a million years thought when we started this podcast, because when you do celebrity interviews, you have this false um, connection where you think like, I'm going to run into Julia Louis-Dreyfus in the restaurant. She's going to remember that interview we did four years ago, and she is going to be my best friend. Um, right. <laughs> and she, you, you see her and you remind her who you are. And she's very politely is like, oh, yeah, nice to see you. Um, but right. it meant it didn't mean the same thing to her that it meant to us. Um, right. When we started this podcast, we kind of expected the same thing. And what's happened is we have made some of the best friendships we've ever had. We have built a community of the most supportive, uh, unbelievably wonderful women. And as generous as they are to each other, each other, they are to us in, in their sharing of their knowledge and their skills and their inspiration. And so we never knew what a, starting a podcast would bring into our lives. Bring to it you. has been the most transformative experience we've ever had. It's incredible. Oh, incredible. So everything like walking away from those jobs and stuff was so worth it because of what you're doing now and the impact you're making on people, people's lives, you know, and you're passionate about it, which is amazing. Not saying you weren't before with your jobs or as an entrepreneur before, but, um, so tell me what is your biggest focus in the next year with the podcast and how it affects the business? Well, what's great about our podcast and our businesses is it's all intertwined. So, um, you know, we we just finished, we just wrapped up a few weeks ago, our third annual Power of Passionista Summit. And um, in putting that summit together, we we brought together over 50 women who were on all of the panels and um, told their stories. And so now one of the things we want to do is go back and interview all of them and do in-depth interviews with all of them because we heard After. their five-minute story and they were part of a panel that was lasted a half an hour. But we're like, okay, wait, what what was we need to know more about that? <laughs> Every single right. one of them we're like, wait, 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 what what did she just say? So um we really now need to go back and interview all of them. So and get um, back so- into depth. Yeah, in-depth interviews with all of them. So it's great that now now all of, you know, the podcast started first, but now all of the projects are sort of feeding off of each other, which is really exciting. And um and so yeah, and and our our dream for the summit is to take it live. Um we started it in COVID. Um you know, the first year of it was 2020. We began planning it in early 2020 and where it was going to be a live event in Los Angeles, uh, you know, for an afternoon or something. And then COVID hit. So we had five months of lockdown to say, let's do this online and make it global and make it three days. And <laughs> so we've created this amazing online event, but we would like to do an in-person version of it so that we can all be in a room together and meet each other in real life. So, so that's our goal Absolutely. For, the, for the summit. Yeah. That's the goal for the summit, making it live. I really love that idea. Really love yeah. that idea. 
So tell me with the, with the podcast and your business, if you were to say in one year, if you were to double your profit and revenue, what would, what are the new challenges that you might face and what, what are some things that might have to change? I think one of the challenges was we, I think we would need to, um, I think we'd need to do it weekly. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think we'd need to get into a groove of um, probably recording a block and, and doling them out to an editor and rolling those out that way. Um, Yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like we've kind of tackled the big challenges. I feel like, and not to say that there aren't a million more ahead, but when we started, we did not, we didn't know how to do a pod. We like, we decided to do a podcast and we Googled it. Like, how do you start a podcast? Not alone Um, there, my friend, not alone. (laughs) Right. Right. And then it's like, yeah. Yeah. And what kind of mic do we need? And what kind of equipment do we need? And how do we post it? You know, so we kind of, had that huge learning curve up front right and now we're we're in the groove of how to do it um so i think the biggest challenges like nancy said are are, are sponsorship so that we can kind of expand um and i think as we expand it's just building the bandwidth to create more content so that we can feed the pipeline more aggressively um you know one of the things we're, we're starting to do now is um we're going to start doing more LinkedIn uh, audio okay. and we're yes. going to start doing, you know, we're, we, Nancy mentioned we're on this platform called talk shop live. And, yes. and so it's, it's, it's all the same content. It's all interviewing women and sharing their stories, but it's, it's finding the time to do more episodes of the traditional podcast and now finding, finding other outlets, internet radio, we're going to get involved with. LinkedIn audio we're going to get involved with, but this is a ton of content that we're going to start to really amp up um, our production for. And it's just kind of, you know, we need to sit down and really lay that out. Like when are we recording this? Can we repurpose this? If we, if we record this podcast, can we repurpose it for the internet radio show? Yes. Yes. Right. So so that's kind of what we're looking at in the next year. And as we, you know, again, as, as if, if, as we double, like, how are we repurposing things? What makes the most sense for each platform? Um, you know, I think it's just the typical growth stuff and, and, and again, doing it with such a small crew and hopefully bringing in, you know, having guest people be guest interviewers for us. We, during the, we give Passionistas Persist Awards every year at our summit. We gave six awards this year and we only did two of the interviews. The other four interviewers were women in our community who interviewed oh, the person they were giving the award to because they had connections oh. to them. So they could have really interesting conversations. And we started it last year. There's an actress whose name is Selene Luna. And she gave an award on our behalf to Margaret Cho, the comedian. And they had this really amazing conversation because they're very good friends. They both come from marginalized communities. And they had a conversation that we couldn't have. So I think part of part of moving forward for us and, you know, is letting go. It doesn't have to all be us doing interviews Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and embracing bringing in other women who 
want to be a part of that end of what we're doing. Um, right. And, and giving them that, again, just giving them another platform to do it. And that will help us expand. A hundred percent, you know, getting that other podcast host for you as well. And, you know, getting them to take a little bit off your plate as well, but still grow. That's huge. I like yeah. that idea. That's amazing. How did you guys go about scaling the business when you first started? Like, and how, how it, as it's worked out to today, was what was the challenges with that? How was the scale? Was it challenge? Like, was there big challenges with that, or uh, would you say yeah. that that was not too bad? Tell me a I, bit about. I that. think it was. I think it was kind of organic for us. Okay. Um, you know, we we have grown slowly. We haven't. Um, we haven't taken on so much that we've gotten to the point where we're overwhelmed. Um, right, right. And I think that's, I think that is partly because it is just the two of us. So we have to be realistic about what we can commit to and what we can handle. So I feel like, I feel like the scaling that's happened so far has been manageable for just the two of us without too many Good. challenges. I think the next phase is going to be the hard one for us. And, and right. I think that there's, I think that there's a lot of, emotional challenges for us to get over like Amy said you know letting go a little bit and also yeah. putting ourselves out there more you know like I, I think I mentioned earlier we're we're shy people we're introverted people so you know getting getting used to being on a podcast where it's just your voice and then doing zoom events where people can see us but you can't see them so it's not as scary you know right um, but but the next phase of going live and being in person with people is going to be a big challenge for us you know so um we have a lot of good cheerleaders who are here supporting us and encouraging us to do this and we are I'm going to them. get past yeah we are going to get past this but that that will absolutely be a challenge for us a hundred percent and actually this I'm so glad you guys touched on that again too because I know the people listening can relate so many people I interview uh, myself included like they're like, okay, we're all right with the audio, but it's the live that we're worried about. And it's holding us back from, you know, really taking that leap, leap of faith. But yeah, definitely relatable. Not alone there. Totally feel you. Like once there's an audio up, I mean, a video up as well, a live, it's, it, it makes you nervous. And then you're like, I never want to watch it again. Don't want to listen to it. But, but you know what? I think we should just do the lives and just throw it out there and don't even look at it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, you know, just own it. You know, this is my first live. And, um, that's what I, I mean, that's what I've been discussing with some of the previous, uh, people in the interview as well. Like they yeah. all feel the same way and they're like, you just got to own it, you know, and just do it. Yeah. People, people love authenticity and vulnerability. Yeah. And, yeah. and the more we are honest about the fact that, we're scared about something or we're not, you know, we don't have this huge deep pocket of experience. Like the more people connect with you because they feel the same way. You know? And they, they almost build trust with that because they're like, okay, this person's real, this is human, right? Like this is a normal thing for someone to feel. And I know another lady I was interviewing earlier had mentioned like, you know, if you would have listened to her first episode or watched her first live, she's like, right away as soon as she went on the live she's like this is my first time hopefully down the road I get better but I'm just owning it this is going to be terrible <laughs> and you know and she totally owned it and 
you know, and she's like, I cringe when I think about listening back to the first episode or watching my first live, but she's like, I'm so glad I just did it because I've grown so much since then. And I think that's like something everyone feels right. So absolutely. It's so funny. I was thinking, I was thinking about our first episode recently and when we had to get together to record the first intros because we we always we always record our intros after the interview is done so we got together we had our new mics we had the whole setup and we had our script and we probably spent two hours recording like four sentences re-recording and you know oh you know you should you didn't pronounce this word right oh I didn't hear the t on the end of that like we were so picky and it was like really like literally so hard on ourselves so hard on ourselves and you uh-huh. listen to it now and it sounds so horrible it's so stiff and you can tell we were nervous and now it's like oh I forgot to record such and such or you know we didn't we we misspelled the, you know we mispronounced this name or something and 30 seconds later it's like oh here's the new file <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh I totally can get like, that I yeah it's yeah. huge I know when I first started I was like oh my gosh I butchered the intros <laughs> And now I'm like, if I make a little mistake in the intro, I just roll with it, laugh it off. And it just gets easier. And then I feel like there's less pressure on myself and it'll just like, we're all going to get better and better as we do it. We're all learning. I'm learning like, you know, so it's, uh, but it's definitely something that we all worry about a hundred percent. I'm really glad we touched on that actually, because I know how relatable that will be to the listeners. So, well, it's also interesting. We've talked to so many women and, um, we've had so many women say this, which is a lot of women feel like they have to be perfect before they start something. And there was somebody recently who said, get, get about 70% of the way there and then start it. You don't have, everything doesn't have to be flawless. Your website doesn't have to be a hundred percent perfect. Your outfit doesn't have to be perfect. Like just start. If you start, then you can fix things as you go. But so many people are paralyzed by this fear of perfection that they never get off the ground with anything. Um, Uh It's not worth it. You're never going to be perfect. So why are you waiting for that? Exactly. And, you know, someone else had mentioned, you know, uh, uh, being perfect and like everyone holding back until like they have the perfect recording or this and that, you know, it leads to, procrastination they never get something they never put it up they keep putting it off because they're nervous or it's not perfect and it's like as soon as you just do it and it doesn't have to be perfect I feel that's the only way you're going to grow that's the only way it's going to get out there and get moving right and once you get over that first little hump and you're good to go right like yep but uh yeah everyone wants to be perfect at it and it, it really holds them back and you know so definitely well ladies this has been absolutely amazing to have you both amy and nancy harrington on today absolute pleasure this was so exciting i'm so happy that you were able to take the time of your day and really jump on for our interview um you know you shared some very valuable stuff and i think it's incredible what you've done across like your lifetime so far and everything you're doing now it's just it just is mind-blowing and I'm very very excited to hear more and more about it hoping in the future we can jump back on together and touch base and see how you know what what else has happened what else is new I'm excited so um thank you ladies again but you know 
before we jump off, would you mind just, you know, letting people know exactly uh, how to go ahead and connect with you if, if that's something they would like to do? Sure. Yeah, the easiest way to get to us is thepassionistasproject.com. That's our website. You can find all of our social links there. You can find a place to reach out to us through the contact page. And uh, we are always, well, we always welcome nominees for the podcast for guests, women who are looking to put products in the box, people who want to be involved with the summit. So please feel free to reach out to us through social media or email anywhere you want. Beautiful. Well, thanks so much, Nancy and Amy. I, like I said, absolute pleasure having you on today. Thanks, thanks for so having much. us. We really enjoyed it. Of course, of course. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like our lovely Nancy and Amy came on today, please go to top100interviews.com and you can find our application there. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.